Our uh, scripture lesson today is this text from Psalm 107, uh, the first 22 verses, and our title of the sermon today is, Then Say So, Then Say So. Um, As I was preparing for the sermon this week, I ran across an article about a guy by the name of Matt Malone. Matt Malone is a security consultant in Austin, Texas, Uh, but that's what he does during the day. But at night and on the weekends, he's a trash collector. And according to Matt Malone, if he quit his full-time job and just collected trash, he would make a quarter of a million dollars a year. So today I announced my retirement from the United Methodist Ministry and as the senior pastor of St. Mark's United Methodist Church. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can a trash collector make this much money? Well, the reality is he's not so much a trash collector as a dumpster diver. And and he's really selective about which dumpsters he dives in. He likes to go behind retail stores. Turns out a lot of those returns that we take back when they don't fit or they don't work the way we would like for them to, or they're not the right color, or they don't just do what we thought they would do in our home, end up in the dumpster behind all of those stores. So he gets into his Suburban, and after work, drives by some of those retail stores, rummages around in the dumpsters, finds things like computers and vacuum cleaners and power tools and all sorts of other things. Sometimes they have a few dents and dings in them. Sometimes the packaging is just a little bit torn or ripped. Uh, But he takes them home. He gives them a little bit of tender, loving care. And then he puts them online and he sells all that stuff. And he really believes that he could make $250,000 a year doing that if he wanted to. But boy, life must be good for old Matt Malone because he makes more than that during his day job. So he's not going to quit anytime soon. He says that retail stores aren't the only place that you can go and rummage around and find some good deals. You can also go to uh, a campus like MTSU right after the students move out of their dorms. So I would very much like a graduation commencement card from you to see your child or grandchild graduate. But I'd really like to know where their dorm room is located on campus. And uh, I might need to borrow your truck as well. Um, But apparently this guy does this all the time. Have you ever thought about God maybe a dumpster diver too? I mean, it's a strange concept to think about it first, but then you get to thinking about it on a little different level. Uh, God is in the business of restoring that which has been broken. God is in the business of restoring that which has a few dents and dings. God is in the business of claiming what nobody else really wants to claim. Have you ever thought about our God being a dumpster Diver. In our scripture lesson this morning, we're not talking about vacuums or power tools or electronics or furniture. We're looking at the Israelites. 
These are some people who have experienced some dents and some dings. You might remember that God has already redeemed them once. They were in slavery to Pharaoh. They were making the bricks for Pharaoh's transportation system. They'd been in bondage for hundreds of years. They cried out to God for God to save them. And God heard their cries. And God came and liberated them from their bondage. And God redeemed them. God said, I'm going to take you and I am going to give you a new life. A new land, a land flowing with milk and honey. I will be your God and you will be my people. But it didn't take long for the Israelites to forget about that love of God that was made known to them when they were freed from slavery to the Egyptians. And they began to sin and they began to turn away from God. And they began to miss the mark of what God wanted for their lives. And sin has consequences. You know, when you turn your back on God and when you do things your own way and you don't seek to live according to the ways of the Lord, there are oftentimes consequences that are really difficult. And for the Israelites, one of the consequences for them is that they were exiled. They were defeated by their enemies and then they were plucked up from their homeland and they were cast out all over the then known world, but primarily in Babylon as a way of weakening their resolve, a way of weakening their strength as the people of God. And once again, they found themselves in difficult place. Scripture says they were hungry, they were thirsty, and they were faint in their spirit. So what did they do? They cried out to God for help. They reached that point where they realized that they could not save themselves. They could not do for themselves what they knew that their God could do. And so they cried out to God for help. They were in trouble. And so what did God do? God heard their cry again. God went to them again. They had some dents and some dings from their sinfulness from the time that they had turned away from God. But God took them up out of that dumpster, out of that exile that they were in. God polished them a little bit. God God uh, uh, took care of the rough edges, the rips and the tears in their spirits. And God redeemed them. And why did God do it? The psalmist says that God did it because the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. God loves you. This phrase, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever, occurs 125 times in the Psalms. It is a recurring theme. When we lose our way, when we find ourselves in the dumps of life, We cry out to God, God hears our cry, and God responds to that cry. And the reason why God responds is because God loves you. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. This love that God has for us doesn't depend upon whether we're good or bad, whether we deserve it or not. The steadfast love of the Lord does not end, it endures forever. Forever, God loves you. 
in our scripture lesson this morning, there are all sorts of vignettes that there's four total about different people in different circumstances of life who find themselves in the midst of trouble, who cry out to the Lord for help. The Lord hears their cry and responds out of God's steadfast love for them and redeems them. In verses 4 through 9, we're told about some wanderers. They're wandering around in the desert wastelands of life. The word wander in Hebrew doesn't just mean to meander. It doesn't mean to just kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. Wandering means an intentional decision to leave the path that you were on. And you can get so far off of that path that you can't even see the path anymore. You don't even know how to get back to civilization. You don't know how to get back to an inhabited city. That's how far you have wandered from the Lord. But even when you've wandered that far, even when you can't find a city with inhabitants in it anymore, even when you can't even see the path anymore, when we cry out, God hears our cries. God responds to our cries because God loves us and God redeems us. In verses 10 through 16, We read about being in prison. They are in darkness. They are in bondage. Their life has become hard and difficult. They are in trouble. And even though their imprisonment is their own fault, even though it is a direct relationship to the sin that they have committed, the ways that they've turned away from God, when they cried out, God heard their cry. And God answered their cry. Because God loves us and God redeemed them. The final vignette that we read about this morning is in Psalm 107, beginning verse 17 through 22. You read that these are sick people. If you'll look beside your Bible translation, you'll see that this could also be translated foolish people. They are sick at heart. They are foolish because they have turned away from the Lord. Their sin has led them away from God. They're in trouble. But they call out to God. God hears their cry. God responds to their cry. Because God loves them. And God redeems them. Now, this may have been related to specifically the Israelites returning from exile. Maybe the Israelites uh, reliving the experience of being enslaved in Egypt. But it also speaks to us today. If you're wandering, if you've wandered away from God, away from the path that God might have for your life. If you're imprisoned, if you're in darkness, if you're in bondage to some sin. If your your world is gloomy and, and dreary and full of despair. Or if you've just done some stupid, silly, foolish stuff. And you're sick to your stomach about it. You're not disqualified from God's grace, my friends. You're not disqualified because God loves The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. And you may be in trouble. 
But the Scripture testifies over and over again, if we call out to God, God will hear us and God will answer. It doesn't mean that all of the consequences of our sin go away or that life immediately gets easier. But what it does mean is that you are not alone. And that nothing you have ever done or will ever do can separate you from the steadfast love of the Lord. It endures forever. The season of Lent is all about us reconnecting with uh, our suffering. The suffering of the world. The suffering of Jesus on the cross. The suffering in our own lives that so often can be traced back to our turning away from God, missing the mark, uh, having the wrong priorities, having a disordered life or disordered loves, failing to be the people that God wants us to be, doing the thing that God wants us to do. We need a God who refuses to let our suffering and our sin be the last word. We need a God, whenever we find ourselves far from God, who when we cry out to that God, will hear us and answer because God loves us. There are people in this room that needed to hear that message today. But there are also people in this room who have heard that message and experienced that grace and that forgiveness and that love over and over and over again. And this is where I want to remind you that if I left today to go be a dumpster diver, you could proclaim the Word of God. Psalm 107 says that those who have been redeemed, those who have found themselves in trouble and cried out to God and heard God respond out of God's great love and have been redeemed by God, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because if I left today, you could still tell others about what God has done in your life when you were in trouble. And when you cried out, and when you heard God respond, and when you felt God's redemption,